Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is indeed time for the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105. Three of the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Justin Honore holding it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On Station 105. Three of the fan, appreciate you joining us on Odyssey. And the Odyssey app, the text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 on this Memorial Day. We appreciate you joining us, however, and wherever you may be listening to us, hopefully having a safe and sound Memorial Day as we remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice in the line of duty for our country. We appreciate all of you joining us here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers on what will be a historic night in Boston also, hopefully at the American Airlines Center. Yeah, where let's talk about it. Where your stars are looking to stave off elimination. Stave. Tonight at the AAC as the return of the captain, Jamie Benn, will take place tonight in game number six. Of course, being suspended for two games for his cross check. Now he is back and ready to go for the stars tonight. We'll get you a preview of Stars Golden Knights game number six a little bit later on. But obviously, as you're listening, maybe headed to the American Airlines Center, getting yourself ready for tonight's game. We hope that you are excited for your Stars to be able to at least, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, give Jamie Benn the moment that he is able to have and not being remembered for what happened uh, earlier on in this series. I'm happy that the Stars are able to get their captain back and now he has a chance to have a uh, an emotional lift and effect on tonight's game six at the AAC. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Edatool, if you want to get at us on Twitter. Um, history is going to be made one way or the other tonight in Boston, though. After being down three games to none, the Boston Celtics are on the doorstep of one of the most implausible comebacks that we have seen in the history of sport. Now, to set this up, of course, the Celtics were down three games to none mm-hmm. to the Miami Heat. They win game four in Miami. They get it back to Boston. They win game five. Game six, Jimmy Butler hits not one, not two, but three free throws. After the Miami Heat had went on a, what is a 13-2 run, they ultimately was able to take the lead with what was 2.1 seconds left. And then, and, and, and gentlemen, help me out here. There's so there's so much more to this because Jimmy Butler wasn't playing well all Awful. game. And then he scored like the final 10 points. Went nuclear. 
on Including Boston. those three free throws that he got uh, while up faking Al Horford. Al Horford got in the air and fouled him. On what was a three-point attempt. Now here's what Which also echoes back to last year when these two teams met in Correct. the Eastern Conference Finals where Al Horford adequately defended Jimmy Butler on a, what would have been a game-winning shot. Mm-hmm. Now, no one, gentlemen, has been able to explain this at all to me. Why okay. was another .9 seconds added back to the clock? Because when Jimmy Butler was fouled... The clock showed 2.1 seconds. 2.1. Yes. Okay, I got this for you. So what happened? What what had happened was uh-huh. at that point, um, Joe Mazzula challenges. What is he challenging? He's challenging the foul, right? And it was pretty clearly a foul. Yes, but you, I mean, you got a challenge left, and you just gotta, hey man, let's throw this out there just in case. Maybe he stepped on the line. Maybe we just kind of gotta do it. And within that, they confirmed that it was a foul. But within looking at it, they looked at it and they saw where Al Horford first got his uh, hand on Jimmy Butler, it was 3.0 as opposed to 2.1, where that clock kind of runs a little bit. So then they reset that clock to 3.0. So that's how that happens. If it wasn't for that challenge, all those nine-tenths of a second were absolutely necessary for that put-back shot that ultimately gave the Celtics that win. So it, there's there's a lot of little things like that within at the end of that game that if they had gone just a smidge differently... Only God knows what would happen, and maybe we would have a, you know, already have a Heat and Nuggets final in the NBA. And, of course, Derek White hits the, you know, the rebound, you know, put back after the Marcus Smart missed three. Reminiscent of, for me, of the, was that 83 national championship uh, game between University of Houston and NC State. It's the one that Jimmy Valvano goes out there running on the court because they put up a a three. Straight up air ball that was caught. And, of course, Lorenzo Charles on the uh, the putback dunk. Um, but that sets us up for tonight. Now, what has been obviously talked about in the lead-up to tonight's Game 7, Boston has a history of this. Uh, you remember that one time when the Boston Red Sox were down three games to none <laughs> to the New York Yankees. Yeah, I bet and, you remember it too. Uh, I do. Uh, in the 2004 American League Championship Series. And people, here's the part that people forget about that series. What's that? The Yankees in game three blew the doors off the Red Sox in game three. That final score of that game was 19-8 to eight <laughs> in game three. And the series was a wrap, we all thought. And then, of course, the Red Sox rattle off four consecutive wins, including the decisive Game 7 on the road in the Bronx to take out the Yankees. Johnny Damon hit a grand slam, who, by the way, was in the building for Game 6 in South Beach this weekend. And then the Red Sox went on to rattle off four consecutive wins against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals to, I'm sure, you know, Jared Sandler's delight. Um And then, do you remember that one time, gentlemen, when the New England Patriots were playing in a a, a Super Bowl that one time? And they were down, what was it? Oh, that's right. 28-3 to to Dan Quinn's Atlanta Falcons. And oh, that's right. They engaged in the greatest comeback in the history of the National Football League. Did one Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, and they won said Super Bowl where they ruined it for the culture that day. That was your fault. That was your fault. You had no business staking the culture on the Atlanta Falcons. Way to pick some losers for us. Beggars can't be choosers. That's who we had to work with that day. 
Justin, were you on that same train? You had to play. Was had I mean, to, it, look, when man, has the culture ever won, though? Wow. wow. I don't like what you're doing right now, wow. Justin. I, it's true. Wow. I don't like that. Wow. I mean, that's another conversation. We're not talking about that. <laughs> I just, the thing about it is I get it that people do like the 28 to 3. I pretty, it was, they were up 31 to 3 at one point. Like, we're not even getting like the full magnitude of the difference and distinction here that they came back from. But I guess the 28 to 3 just stuck part of it. That's part of it, right? Well, regardless, they came back and won. Yes, they did. So now. Much to a lot of folks' chagrin. Bruh. Sick that day. <laughs> so sick. You did it to yourself. A lot of us did. Betting on the Atlanta Falcons. Again, that's what we had to work with that day. And now the Celtics are in position where no team in NBA history has come back from an 0-3 deficit to win a playoff series. There have been 150 tries at this. None of them have succeeded. Now, yeah. here's what's interesting about tonight's game. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in NBA history that a team that's been down 0-3 has come back to not only tie the series, but then has game seven at home. At home, And that's one of the things that makes this a little unique is that you had a team go 3-0 when they were very clearly not the best team in this series. And I say that with all respect to the Miami Heat. They did what they could. They played as close to perfect basketball as they could in those first three games. What allowed them to win those games that the Celtics was out here playing around. And so the Celtics being not even just that they are the higher seed, but they are very clearly the better team, the better roster. Because you think about it, they're a better roster than the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat have had very serious injuries to their to like their roster, their valuable rotation pieces. But they was just out here playing around. And then they were like, oh, okay, we probably should do the things that are serious <laughs> and try and play four full quarters of games. And then this thing shook up. Entirely. And so, like, some of this is they did it to themselves and put themselves in the three. Like, one of the reasons why these things never happen is because teams that are of this caliber typically don't trick off games in the way that the Boston Celtics have. Well, let's think about the anatomy of this comeback here. Okay. Boston has all of a sudden decided to shoot the lights out from three. Yes, which has been their – that's been the way that they've played all year. Yes. Miami's gone cold from three. Which has been a little bit more akin to what they've done all year. A little bit. Yeah. But also, defensively, what Boston has done is they are switching literally everything. And that's been facilitated by playing a lot less of that two-big lineup. They, mm-hmm. they would play Robert Williams and Al Horford. That's right. And what happens is that now you have to kind of protect some of those guys. When you have Derek White, shout out to Derek White again, starting, playing a lot of minutes. He's a dude who has a little bit more versatility. And then also Grant Williams getting a little bit of time. He's a dude with some size and some versatility then now you can switch all these things and make it harder for the Miami Heat to get to the paint. Because that's one of the things that they've done well, especially Jimmy Butler. Just take you inside, get you into the paint. And so, Came at a bio, too. Yes. Yeah. And so if you stifle that, you're forcing them to rely on outside shots and three-pointers. And that is not that is not something that they're great at. They were shooting well in these playoffs, and particularly in these Eastern Conference Finals up through three games. But that is you know, now we talk about regression to the mean, and this is why you want a series to go as long as possible. If you, if a team is just going off, because the idea is statistically, the more sample, data points you get in the sample, the more likely you are to hit that kind of mean. And I think that that's where we're going with the Miami, or that's at least where we have gone with the Miami Heat. Because the tough part about it is then may, trying to make like statistical uh, analyses on a single game is not as easy. Because again. Single data point. They can go all sorts of different places. But at least up to this point through six games, we've seen that kind of normalize. And now you look at the 
Miami Heat and what they've been able to do in this series. They took the 3-0 seriously. One adjustment that hasn't been talked about a lot, they got Kevin Love out of the starting lineup, and they got Caleb Martin in there, who really has been really good for them in this series, including yes. uh, in game six. But now, <laughs> Reg is going to love this. All the momentum Boo. has swung to the Boston Celtics. We'll get into our predictions a little bit later on in the show, but I am just floored at how we have even gotten here based on the way that these two teams looked through the first three games for the Miami Heat where we were riding the Jimmy Butler wave, the indomitable will that is Jimmy Butler, to where now we have seen what we believe, I think, is the real Celtics team show up in the final three or the last three games of the series. And what it's all started with is on the defensive end. And when the Boston Celtics decide defensively with Williams, with Horford, who was terrific in game six, but more importantly, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum setting the tone on that end. They've been able to turn Miami over and to really get, be able to get out and transition a little bit and put pressure on them. So, I you, look, you give Boston credit, I guess, for the comeback that they've had. But to your point, they should not have even been in this position to begin with because they are the better team and was the better team coming into the series. But, hey, we're here now. We're here now. Yep, we're here now. And now it's a single game. And can we can we go back and can we – I mean, I don't really – the ESPN doesn't really need no defense. Remember all the people that was dancing on the ESPN predictions continuing to pick the Celtics? <laughs> the ESPN analytics? Yeah, the analytics that were like, yo, the Celtics are the better team. And they kept losing. People were like, ha-ha, look at your analytics being stupid. Here's what the analytics don't care about. They don't care about your feelings. Okay. They don't care about your narrative. Mm-hmm. They don't care about your Cinderella story. That's fair. These are the numbers, damn it. And the numbers say Boston is the better team. And here's the wildest number out of all of this. It's the number five. What's that? Five straight wins for Boston facing elimination in these playoffs alone. Yeah. They don't lose with their backs against the wall. And now they get game seven on their home floor tonight. What would happen if Boston Celtics just decided to be a serious team? They would at least they would have swept Miami. They, yeah, they would. They would have swept Miami. They would have swept Miami. They would have dealt with the Sixers a lot easily. They would have a championship because last year I truly believe that they had they had everything within them to beat the Golden State Warriors. Agreed. Oh well, I mean, look, you deal with you deal with what's in front of you, <laughs> and what's in front of them is the Miami Heat, huh? In a three-three series tie on the text line 877-811053 never been called this from the 469 celtic homers huh <laughs> what interesting also i'm being called a homer for saying that they they were clearly better and then just lost three games got went down 3-0 to a team that they had no business losing to that's me being a homer uh let me help you out 469 okay. what you will never have to confuse either one of us for is being celtics homer of anything okay okay I mean, look, you're entitled to your opinion. I hope you enjoy that. Also, I would like to go ahead and uh, raise my hand because I deserve this. Sure. And thank you to the 204 for pointing this out. Uh, this was not the uh, complete absurd saying that, you know, the um, the Patriots were down 31-3. to The Falcons finished with 28 points. The point that I, I bastardized my own point, and I apologize. The point that I needed to make was that it was 28-9 to in the fourth quarter. Yes. Yes. Like, they let them get all this back at the very, very end. 
<laughs> Celtics Heat game number seven tonight. Tip off at 7.30 p.m. at the TD Garden. Can the Celtics pull it off? We will find out in just a couple of hours. It's the Get Right or Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, who had the worst NFL offseason? Bill Barnwell of ESPN helps us out with that. Next on the Get Right. The worst NFL off-seasons in the National Football League. We'll get into that conversation here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What's happening? Justin Honore holding down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On station. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line, 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. With a 214 poses this question. More likely to win a game seven for a reverse sweep. The Celtics or the Stars? I know what I believe my true answer to be, but I'm going to say the Stars anyways. I think that's good business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Stars. Because I want it to be that way. Uh, Same. Same. Um, Imagine, though, and we'll talk a little more Stars a little bit later on, but just imagine if they are able to get this thing to a game seven after what this team has been through just in this series alone to be able to get that back to Vegas for a decisive game seven. Yeah, I think like when we talk about the strengths, the the hockey Western Conference final is more was more evenly matched. At least we viewed it as that coming into the series compared to the Eastern Conference final, where we were kind of just going off like heat versus like strength of team. Yes, and I think that, that has kind of heat. That's funny. My bad. Uh, that was not even intentional. But I think that that is kind of evened out in a little bit of a way where this series we're also seeing it even now. We're seeing mm-hmm. the stars. Find what they find their strengths in this series, and I also neglected this, and we'll talk more about this when we get into the stars right before uh, the the puck drop. But um, I neglected this, which is like, yo, it's still a series, like a seven game series, and within that, there's going to be uh, the the chess match. There's going to be tactical changes and um throughout this, and it seems like Pete DeBoer has found some of those throughout this. So um. I'm excited. I hope that the stars have found their groove. And then obviously, like the you talked about, like the emotional rush that should come with uh, Jamie, B- Jamie Ben being back. I think that they can finish this off, man. Or at least I, I hope. <laughs> I know, right? The uh, puck drops in about an hour and a half at the American Airlines Center. Or check this out. The stars are actually the favorite. Let's talk about it. The betting favorite. Let's go. At home against home the Golden Knights. Let's get it uh, done. Golden Knights. So we'll see. Uh, these teams, though, in the National Football League, Reg, did not have the best of NFL offseasons, according to Bill Barnwell. Is that right? That's right. Sometimes you need to lean into schadenfreude, which is laughing at other people's pain, in <laughs> essence. And I think that we should do that in this segment. Let's talk about the teams that stunk up the joint in this offseason when we talk about free agency and getting through the draft before we get into you know training camps and such. Mm-hmm. And we begin in Nashville, Tennessee, with the Tennessee Yo. Titans. Um. New manager uh, Rand Carthon, shout out to that man. But oh boy, this is not this is not a fun place to start. Uh, got rid of a lot of veterans uh, who who were not really helping this. Like they were, I guess, technically a one seed in the AFC. Did you feel good about that one seed in the AFC a couple years ago when they no. were? Yeah, I was like, I I didn't feel strong no. about that anyways. No. And then you saw that kind of come back down to earth in this past season. Um, and this is the problem with their offseason, as Bill Barnwell sees it. Do we know if they're actually rebuilding? Because, like, in theory, they're in a place where you go, huh, 
they should probably rebuild, right? Like kind of or retool or whatever the the phrasing that we want to use is. But you know, start trying to figure out what the next iteration of this is. They're not quite doing that. They still have Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Yeah, they have. I think they look at the AFC South as still a winnable division. To where a you tw- sure? I mean, the way that Jacksonville's come on. Yeah, I think it's still okay. like Jacksonville hasn't put themselves in a position where they're a, a dominant team within that division. I think that this is the year when that leap fully occurred. Like I think I think we saw the spark of that leap. Correct. And I think this they're on the that year, track. Yes. This is the year when they fully leap. Because not only did you see um Trevor Lawrence become one of the better quarterbacks in this league in this past like the offseason or the postseason mm-hmm. rather. They also added more talent for him to throw to. Because that was the thing. Yes. They had done the thing where they overpaid to get some talent in, and we were like, oh, I don't know about those signings. But the talent was there. Mm-hmm. And then they added added Calvin Ridley for the low. They absolutely should be the favorite to win the AFC South, should the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just still look at the very top of the AFC right now, and I have real questions about their abilities to go and beat Kansas City on the road, to beat Cincinnati on the road, going to Buffalo, beating Buffalo on the road potentially in a playoff game. I'm not quite there yet with Jacksonville, but they should be the favorite to win the AFC Well, when South, it comes though. to Tennessee, obviously I mentioned Tannehill, Henry still on the team. Both yeah. of those guys a little bit older. Tannehill, 34. Henry, 29 as a running back. And it's kind of crazy that we still look at him and we're like, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, He's so good. Apparently they asked Kevin Byard, the safety, to take a pay cut. And he was like, no. And they were like, oh, okay, don't worry about that then. So, like, they're still paying him in the ways that they should. Uh, they just gave Jeffrey Simmons a big-time deal as well. All those things, right? Yeah. Jeffrey Simmons, I feel like that's a good bet. I'm oh, like, yeah, that's, that's, I'm yeah, like, that no, no problem there. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, knock you for that one. But, yes, you have all of those. Um, and then you look at, like, they need, you know, um, Andre Dillard. And so, like, they just they need a receiver to add as well because the offense is very meh. It's just a team that really seems to only exist off of, like, thumping. And it don't seem like they got enough thump to them. It's just like, where, what are y'all doing? Where are y'all at? I feel like y'all should rebuild, and y'all, don't, y'all aren't doing that. So, okay, good for you. It feels like Ryan Tannehill is there as the bridge now, obviously, for uh, Will Levis. Because at some point, you have to turn that page. You sure, you, sure that that, you sure that bridge reaches all the way to the other side? You sure you want to be over there on the other side with Will Levis? I mean, the, that's the, the choice they made. I, I don't <laughs> give, I don't give that's, a damn. That, that's that's the why choice. they are number 32 yeah, in the like, National Football League yeah, in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, how about 31? The Los Angeles Rams. Which, I mean... How much more do I have to say before y'all did that F them picks thing? Y'all are y'all are reaping the benefit of the F them picks, right? Honestly, I don't even get mad at the Rams for having a bad offseason because they got the one thing that they went all in for. They got their Super Bowl ring. And now they got the, the Super Bowl. This is the price you have to pay for it. And they had all that money tied up and like Jalen Ramsey gone. Leonard Floyd gone. Well, actually, Leonard Floyd wasn't that much money. But Bobby Wagner, <coughs> he 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 had a cup of coffee with them. They even remember when they gave all that money to Allen Robinson. Yeah, yeah, they had to they had to, they had to eat money to send him away. Which partly I blame Matthew Stafford. Like, dog, you got more than just Cooper Cup out there. You can throw the football too. Hey man, some of some of this is if you ask a Bears fan, they'll be like, "Yeah, this is what we told y'all. He can't get open." And some of that was he was not getting open. Like some of that is absolutely you got to find ways Agreed. to get the ball to him. But sometimes you, at least throw it to him, and see if he can. <laughs> just like, see, yeah, just see. Uh, so yeah, remember uh, Matthew Stafford is thirty five, coming off a season where he had a whole bunch of injuries. Aaron Donald is thirty two. Cooper Cup twenty nine. Tyler Higby thirty. Like this is an aging roster that has already gone through this place where they're just de- devoid of talent and they don't got a lot of picks. Like they're just in that place, and they're, they knew that this was coming. But they're, they're in Los Angeles. They don't care. You're still thirty one. How about this? Uh, and this one just got worse. Maybe we need to move them down. The Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so they started their offseason by franchise tagging Josh Jacobs. All right, best running back, one of the best running backs in the league. All right, cool. But then you move off Derek Carr, you go side Jimmy Garoppolo on purpose, mm-hmm. and then come to find out you had to give him a waiver so he could at least, you know, keep and, his, and you knew it. You knew and, it when you, you signed it him. And when you signed him. Yeah. Um, again, I've always, I always say this when it comes to the Vegas Raiders. What is the plan? What are they working toward? I don't understand what mode of direction they're trying to get to. Vibes. They, well, they moved out Darren Waller. They traded him to the, the the Giants. Yeah, some of that seemed to be just like he don't like the, the coach ain't get along with him. Um, Devontae Adams, who was your big sign or big trade when you traded a couple of assets for him, he you know reportedly not really happy with what's happening in the organization. Oh, really? Who could have seen that coming? A year into a five year deal, who could have seen that coming? Okay. Like you trade away his best friend, the the what helps him sleep at night, I'm sure, and you like to say this, uh, is the money. Yeah. Because yeah. that situation in Vegas right now is dysfunctional as hell. So yeah. They they qualify as a team that had one of the worst offseasons for sure. Would you move them behind the Rams after the Jimmy Garoppolo thing has become public? Uh no, because clearly they didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> they signed him anyway. Hey, broken foot. Hey, no problem, Jimmy. Come on down. Josh got you. You can stay at his house or something. He got you. Let's get spicy. Jim, is Jimmy Garoppolo better than Derek Carr, even when healthy? No. <laughs> That's a real take? The Las Vegas Raiders? No, I just wanted to ask. Oh, oh. I, I was like, ask. wait, what? I just wanted to ask. Oh. I just wanted to add a little uh, a little salt to their wound. Oh, okay. Shout out to the Raiders fans out there. How about this? 29, he has the New York Giants. <laughs> they did bring in some talent, right? They brought in Isaiah Hodge, uh, or they they you know remain kept Isaiah Hodgins, I should say, Slayton, Richie James. They, they had you know have those those guys, but they brought in they brought back uh, Sterling Shepard. Paris Campbell is going to come back from a torn ACL, and they managed managed to add Jalen Hyatt, and of course you mentioned Darren Waller, who is going to be there. So they you know did all that, but also you know they kind of gave all that money to Daniel Jones. There it is. That gets you on the worst offseason list right there. Like You they, gave $40 million a year to Daniel Jones. They like the smell of their own stuff, and they was like, sign it up. Whom I love to say, never forget this, in each of the last three seasons, Daniel Jones has less touchdown passes than games played. No, but this is new. New and improved Daniel Jones. And they gave him $40 million dollars a season but they say he was getting better though don't y'all ever come to me talking crazy about Dak Prescott's contract ever again no but he's gonna get better though KG see what you don't understand is that apparently and he did improve a little bit but come on man <laughs> good great they still need to figure out what they're doing with Saquon Barkley because he's playing on the franchise tag that's another thing if I was him I might play this franchise tag and then leave that is the that is your what the third worst fourth worst offseason. How about this? Let's round out the top five here. All right. So let, going back one more time, worst offseason thus far, Tennessee Titans, second worst, Los Angeles Rams, F them picks. 30th, or sorry, the third worst, Las Vegas Raiders. Shout out to Jimmy Green, Jimmy G and his foot, fourth mm-hmm. worst, the it New York Giants. G, that's right. And then your fifth worst, the Detroit Lions. Some of this I wonder is just what was they doing in the draft? Who the hell knows? They're like, because they took a running back mm-hmm. and an inside linebacker <laughs> in the first round. And I have a strong feeling that their inside linebacker isn't going to get a whole bunch of sacks off the edge. I don't know. I'm Look. And I'm going to be cr- completely frank. I had no idea who that dude was when they drafted that linebacker we, out of we Iowa. Were in the, we were in the, the pluckers together like, who? Who? Who is that? <laughs> 
You say he play Iowa? <laughs> this is after they took Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> it was just like, what? And did he just snort? Wow, he just snorted. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. That's, oh, man. You might have to finish this segment because I can't. All, res- all respect to Jack Campbell. <laughs> all respect to Jack Campbell, linebacker out of dog. Iowa. Jameer Gibbs, what, was he number 12? Yeah, dog. What? Yeah, man. It's a special player. All right. <laughs> also, Jamal Williams left, and they replaced him with David Montgomery. That's after they gave David Montgomery a multi-year deal, bro. And it's like, Jameer, come on down, man. At number 12. Fun times. The fighting by the kneecaps of Detroit. But with, with the way that they've been going, they're going to make all these decisions. We're all going to be like, what are you doing? And they're going to find a way to make it add up to more wins. <laughs> Let, let's hope for their sake. Let's hope. And their quarterback is uh, Jared Goff. I just wanted to say that. That was unnecessary. It was. And you know com- what? I did com- it anyway. Com- completely unnecessary. Uh, and th- those are the five worst off seasons in the NFL right here on the Get Right. Just when we thought Detroit had some confidence about themselves, they looked around and thought it was a Running good Running back, idea. linebacker. Let's go. <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you nail a first night of the draft, baby. <laughs> Relax, 214. The Lions will be better than the Cowboys. I Chill disagree. Out. Chill out. <laughs> I disagree. We're doing a lot. Lions will be much better, not better than the Cowboys. You, yeah. should, be, you should be thankful that I'm not a person who just wants to take your money because I tell you to put money on it. But that's not, that's not right. That wouldn't be fair to you. No. 214. Appreciate the uh, interaction. Always. Thanks for listening. So get right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Coming up next. Oh, let's do a little this or that. Next. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Justin Honore holding it down for you here on this Memorial Day edition of the Get Right. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app as we remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice in the line of duty for our country. We sincerely appreciate you stopping down with us and hanging out with us until 8 o'clock tonight here on your home of the Cowboys. Wait, we're here till 8? That's right. I guess we'll keep talking sports with you. That's right. It's a big night, though, here in the Metroplex. Stars looking to stave off elimination at the AAC. Uh, For those of you who may be listening in the car to uh, 105 through the fan on the way to the American Airlines Center. In the rain, apparently. Yeah, appreciate you. At least over in Dallas. You know, hanging out with us uh, as the puck drops at 7 o'clock tonight at the American Airlines Center. But right now, uh, it's time for this. What's happening, fellas? Yo! Justin, just letting you know, you're you're going to be a part of this. So go ahead and crack that mic, buddy. Uh, this That's a very simple segment. He looks so excited about it, too. <laughs> I tried to give him a heads up. Like, yo, this is this is going to be happening. But I, I don't know that I adequately prepared you for this. Although, it's a very easy segment. Um, I will put forward a statement. And Kevin, Justin, and you, the listener, will let me know if you agree this or disagree that. Simple enough? Feel good? Yeah. All right. I understand. The concept is nonsense, but just we do it for fun. All right? Just just try. That's all. Um, again, the text line to get involved, 877-881-1053. And gentlemen, <clears throat> where do I start? How about we start this? Uh, you know, sometimes I'm just like finding stuff on Twitter from conversations that are had. And this is a situation that I truly hope that Nobody that are here in this building and then nobody that is under the sound of my voice has to deal with. It really is. It sucks. But, you know, sometimes people break into houses. 
right? Unfortunately, from time to time. And if you were thinking about doing that, please don't. That's a PSA from the get right, I guess. Oh, sure. um, but in the instance that you were in your house and somebody breaks in, I am positing that the worst t- thing to find yourself doing, the worst situation to find yourself in, is being in the shower. KG, this or that? Oh, boy. Um, that. Okay. He just found an alternative. Alter- I did. All right, I kind of want to find out what Justin thinks as well. I want you, I want you to I don't want you to impact Justin's first go around on this. Okay. So, Justin, sh- being in the shower is the worst situation you could find yourself in should a home intruder make their way into your home. This So, or that. when I say that, it's a different situation. It's right? a disagree. You feel like there's a different situation. Uh, that. Okay. What do you what, what's going on in your brain, Justin? Uh, going number 2. <laughs> You just on the throne, which is funny because that was my first one, and then as I thought about it a little bit more, I figured that would be second for me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Number one would be having relations. Oh, okay, making whoopee, fantastic. Because now not just you are in jeopardy, but the other person is also. There's a little bit of the same situation there. You know what I mean? You well. you there without any level of like you don't got no clothes on. Yeah. Well, I mean I don't know how there's you do way, things. There's, <laughs> but there, there's an, oppor- there's an I, opportunity though to you know. Spice things up a little bit. Okay, know? I don't know where you're going right now. That's hey, wild, brother. No, 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 no. It's, you can, you know, present your manhood. You're, uh, you're stopping you a better robbery than, than, I was like, lady. I was like, present your manhood means a lot of different things in this situation. I don't know if that's yeah, going to stop anybody. you have to anybody. clarify a All little right, bit brother. more here about what's going on. Um, and clearly the, the text line is agreeing with me quite a bit yeah, here. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are in that. Yes. The, the reason why I went shower in addition to this is, like, whether you're sudsy or just water, like, that adds an element of, like, you're not able to, you know, move around. Yeah, control yourself. Also, yeah. you're not as alert, right? Like, the water, all that noise mm. makes it harder for you to hear that things are happening. You know what I mean? Like, have you seen Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, right, where, like, they come in with the knife in the shower? <laughs> it's it's kind of iconic, but I also realize that I'm kind of getting old and that might not land with everybody. Anyways, mm. um, the idea is, like, you you have a little less awareness, Why? which I, I, I would hope you have a little bit more awareness by you. Doing that thing with whoever you're doing it with? Why would there be any level of awareness? <laughs> he said, I'm right here in this pocket. Like, come on, man. That's like, crazy. Like, what are we doing he here? He said, I am in the zone. I am oblivious to everything that's happening around me during that situation. He said, I am operating right now. Like, there's a level of focus there that's okay. needed. That's good. Uh, I'm proud of you and your wife for the focus that you, that, you clearly give. That's just in general. Like, what are we talking about here? Um... <laughs> Somebody said I keep that thing with me when I'm taking a shower. Good for you, I wow. guess. Okay. I look, I don't know nothing about guns. I'm gonna put that up front. Um that's not damaging to the gun. That's not something that we shouldn't do. <laughs> that would just be my first thought. Is that I love how he, he, he posed that question. There was a level of uncertainty there that was just like, wait, now how does this I look go? I try how to does put, this go? I, I one thing I pride myself is on this program, I don't try and be anything that I'm not. No, I no, no, like, for sure. I feel like, you know. If you got, you know, you're not, you're getting soap all up in the, from the 817, that intruder going to have to get an ass whooping in my birthday suit. <laughs> oh, psycho. El- sorry. Not birds. Thank you. That's an elite text, by the way. Elite text. See, elite the, text. the problem why the, the, the reference to Albert Hitchcock didn't land is because I picked the wrong, the wrong I, I said the wrong name. That's right. Um, there I go. Just getting it wrong. But I appreciate you, Tolos, for keeping me on the straight and narrow and apparently all disagreeing that the shower is the worst place to be for an intruder um but you i think you all appreciate the idea that just being being in the birthday suit 
a little tough, a little tough to navigate in that instance. All right, uh, let's also let's take let's make it a little sportsy. How about this? A little sportsy, guys. Sure. Um, you guys are familiar with Devin Hester, mm-hmm. greatest return man ever. There we go. Greatest return specialist ever is Devin Hester. So you seem to agree. This or that? There was a question about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the greatest return specialist ever. Yeah, this. Justin Honore, you agree? Yeah, that's a this. Can I present to you Cordero Patterson? You could, but, uh, you know, all right. Would this make it easier if I, di- if I don't include punt returns and I simply include kick returns? I know what statistic you're talking about, but aesthetics? Oh, now you're going to go to the aesthetic game exactly. on this? I mean, he's right, but I, I want to know the statistic that you're referring to now. All right, so let me go ahead and pull up these okay. BK reference or football references for you, right? When we talk about kick return touchdowns in his career, Devin Hester has five kick return touchdowns. Okay. In his career, Cordero Patterson has nine kick return touchdowns. Okay, so almost double. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure I get this right. All purpose yards when it comes to kick returns and punt returns. Uh, Cordell has damn near 13,000, 12,941. Devin Hester has about 14,5 in there. All right. All purpose. And that is considering that he had 14 punt return touchdowns and had like all those. And then if we're going to talk about kick return averages also. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Cordero Patterson with 29.5 yards per return on kick returns compared to Devin Hester's 24.9. Okay, so a little more than five yards. If I'm just talking kick returns, could I sway you at all? No. On Cordero Patterson. Okay, no. You know why? Why is that? Because you know had the greatest, one of the greatest kick returns in the history of the game? Antonio Cromartie? (laughs) That was a punt return, but my bad. No. Field goal. Oh, yeah, missed field goal. That's right. Talk about aesthetics, too. Yeah. And you want to talk about aesthetics in the biggest moments of your professional life? Devin Hester took the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl That's fair. against the Indianapolis Colts back for a touchdown. You can't beat the narrative. Like, come on, man. Like, you decided at the biggest moment of your career, you would, what you do best, you put on display for the entire world on the opening kickoff. Come on, man. Devin Hester. Like the pressure of the situation. All right. So (laughs) we've got some other we've got some other candidates being thrown in. Deion Sanders being thrown up there. Dante Hall. Phenomenal kick returner. Does that does that move you at all? That's number two. Pulls pulls at my heartstrings because I was born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri, and I got to watch up close and personal Dante Hall do his thing. Human joystick. Incredible. Dante Hall, six kick return touchdowns, 23.8 yards per return on the kick returns do you a favor one when you got some time tonight youtube dante hall versus the denver broncos in kansas city you will watch one of the greatest returns that you will ever see in your life when he backed up what was it, a good 20 yards or so and still took that thing to the house fantastic kick return and punt return dante hall but yeah devin has still number one i really just wanted an opportunity to talk about some kick punt returners should be in the Hall of Fame, by the way, Devin Hester. Yeah, let's make that happen. Like, it's been time for that. They paid him as a wide receiver, knowing damn well he wasn't a wide receiver. Not at all. And like it's fine. So like, please get the ball in his hand somehow, please. All right. So as we move this along in this or that, I actually gave you a third one this time. You see that? Hey, you like thank that? you. Uh, a little extra work on Memorial Day <laughs> too. For some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> knowing me as a person, and I don't like doing work. Why would I do extra work on a holiday? I'm weird. 
Uh, but anyways, uh, also speaking of weird, I had a homeboy that I was hanging out with yesterday mm-hmm. that had not seen John Wick. And we, I decided to remedy that real quick. And he was like, all right, you know, I'm with it. Um, but that brought me to the idea. Keanu Reeves, the best bad actor that there is. Do you get what I'm saying Ooh, there? Yes, right? I do. Like, there are some people that we know are bad mm-hmm. actors, but like we mm-hmm. still rock with it. Keanu Reeves, I'm saying the best of those. Uh, this or that. I'll go that for just to have some disagreement. Oh, uh, that as well. Oh, okay. Who are we thinking, gentlemen? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> That's fair. That's a good one. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Whoa! Oh, oh, oh you came for Michael B. What? You came for Michael B. State your case, sir. Please. Okay. So let's be honest. What good move? What what good role has Michael B. Jordan ever done? What? Let's be honest. When he, you say good role, like what? Like what do you what do you mean by that? What, what do you mean when, by that? When when do you say, man, that movie was just? Michael B. Like you can make the argument about uh, Keanu Reeves, Matrix, John Wick, that he makes the movie or whatever. What movie did you walk away from saying, man, if this movie didn't have Michael B. Jordan in it, it <laughs> you, wouldn't be good? You realize what I'm going to say immediately is Black Panther, right? Like that's one. And Come I can on, name, man. I, like, I can name something. Are we sure? He was. Are we sure? He cooked his Killmonger, and then on top of that, like that's the one that's widely accessible. If you are here for a little recreational sadness. Um, uh, Fruit Vale. He was no. so good at Fruit Vale Station, dog. Come on oh. now. He was okay. Now, I, I, what I thought was going to be your response was that Michael B. Jordan kind of plays the same character in all these films. That's that's another okay. another reason why. And then I just can't I can't get past every single movie that he's in. He obviously be doing that screaming. <laughs> the same exact face too. <laughs> if, screaming. If, if anything, maybe his best role might be I don't know, like Hardball or something, or like Keanu. Keanu no, and Hardball. No. God, rest uh, in peace. Well, G, no, baby. no. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, he Hardball. wasn't. He was. That's, look at that crossover. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you something. Michael B. Jordan had us questioning whether or not we was on the wrong side in Black Panther. <laughs> okay? That's how much he had us out here with Killmonger doing his thing. Like, we had real thoughts. Like, was Killmonger actually right here? Like, that's how he, how good he was in that. Now, 214, you need to relax. Matthew McConaughey is an Oscar award-winning actor. Like, let's let's chill. Yeah. Dallas Buyers Club. He's, he's, he's like, real, relax. <laughs> it, it gets into these real corny spaces sometimes. But, no, I, he, I would classify him as a good actor. Uh, Tom Cruise, I think we're doing a little much there. Yeah, but we're I doing a little much. I understand what you're trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, I don't remember enough about Jean-Claude Van Damme's movies to actually weigh in on that, but I feel like we have a good contender here. Steven Seagal, that's a fantastic answer, 214. Fantastic answer. Also, someone said Gary Busey, and Gary Busey is more of just like a punchline to me than he is an actor. I don't even, I don't, like, I'm sorry, I can't recall the Gary Busey movies like that. Uh... But yes, thank, thank you, <laughs> William Shatner. William Shatner could actually act. William Shatner was a very good actor. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Tom Hardy plays the same person, huh? I have to go back and think about that because I like Tom Hardy. Like, I like his his uh his get down. But I'm now I'm thinking I need to go back and see if that's kind of the same character over there, over and over. Robert Pad- Patterson. We'll revisit. We'll revisit. That's a good. That's a good actor. I was like, I, th- I hey, think he's a good actor, hey. but I also he like he don't be doing a lot, so maybe he'd be tricking us. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's out here. Hey, two on four. You're doing us. quite a bit. You gonna throw Tom Hardy in there? Relax. Tom Hardy's an excellent actor. I like Tom Hardy. <laughs> like, 
That movie. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. All right. Good answer. All right. Good answer. I will accept Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Not necessarily wrong, but all right. (laughs) All right. And that's how we do a little this or that. (laughs) That that was good. Uh, Coming up next on the get right. Hey, man. What the hell are the Dallas Cowboys trying to do with this offensive line? Next on the get right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 